Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, it is a Wednesday, a very special Wednesday. More on that later live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening or watching. Thanks for making us part of your day. Jay Mack and I, Joel Klatt, one hour from now. Colorado going to keep it close against USC. Do we have an upset potentially on the, in the making? Well, Joel Klatt, David Spade, comedian, stops by. J-Mac, good night's sleep. Did a little streaming viewing last night. Gave sports the night off, and I am rolling, ready to go today. David Spade's going to be here. You didn't tell me I could have dressed up a little bit. I know bit. my wife, Jeez. she was, you know, she didn't listen to my show. She's like, well, why don't you tell me that? I said, I did. He's coming on third hour. She's at, she'll, he'll, she'll listen to my show. Oh, he's got some great, I've seen him live. He oh, is he's in, tremendous. I've seen yes, him live yes. three times. He's been great all three. So let me start with this. I saw a quote yesterday. Deion Sanders said, Colorado is playing against all of college football. <laughs> oh, come on. I like Colorado and Dion. Come on. That's nonsense. TV networks, I hear this so far this season. You guys are overhyping Dion. You're over-promoting Dion. No, we're not. We're appropriately promoting him. How do I know that? Because the ratings are great. I've worked at TV networks, TV stations for 30 years. They hype everything. They market everything. They promote everything. When it doesn't get ratings, that's overhyped. When it does get ratings, and Colorado is smashing ratings, beating Texas Bama, you got to be kidding me, then it's appropriately hyped. NFL fans, a lot of them, believe it or not, don't like college football. They think it's JV. Many of them are pouring into college football. Sunday viewers only are now watching Saturday football. Dion isn't overhyped. I heard this for years when I was a young sportscaster. 
I was in Portland at the time, and uh, Tiger Woods was wildly popular, and networks were like showing every shot. And the old heads would come up to me, hey, guys, over. I show other golfers. Nobody cared about them. Golf didn't get ratings until Jack arrived and Tiger arrived. Tiger wasn't overviewed, overpromoted. He was appropriately. He moved product. He was pr- appropriately promoted. What is over-discussed, what is over-reported is this nonsense that a lot of people hate Deion Sanders for a lot of reasons. He's very divisive. No, he's not. He's fun. Newsflash. 90% of college football hates Ohio State, hates Bama, hates Notre Dame, hates the SEC, hates Harbaugh. That's because college football is tribal and highly regional. It's the only sport now that has 20 rivalries that get me to a TV set. NBA doesn't have any rivalries. Celtics, Lakers, please. It's all about the stars. NBA didn't have any rivalries. NFL really has a couple Rams, Niners, but the Niners seem to always win that. Ravens, Steelers, but I don't really care. It's Burrow, Lamar, Jackson that I want to watch. I want to watch players, not rivalries in pro sports. College sports is about rivalries. Everybody hates everybody that's not theirs. Duke basketball. Totally divisive. Kentucky basketball. John Calipari. Jim Harbaugh. Totally divisive. Everybody that's new is divisive in college football. All the top teams, all the top brands, all the top coaches. Another thing. Have you work in, if you work in TV, you know this. College football's got a much older fan base than, say, the NBA. NBA fans are younger. They love new stuff. They love new stuff. College football's got an older fan base than the NFL. They hate everything that's new. Conference realignment, it's going to kill the sport. Really? You don't think USC, Ohio State, UCLA, Michigan, Oregon, Washington against Ohio State, Penn State's going to be great. They told us conference realignment was going to kill the sport, all the old heads. They hate the NIL. They hate the transfer portal. They didn't like Jim Harbaugh. College football fans, Alabama's proud they wear numbers on helmets. Penn State's proud they wear generic football uniforms. That's college football. It's all rooted in tradition. And Dion is fun. He's new. He's flashy. He's wearing the shades and the cowboy hat. It's fantastic. But this idea, the whole nation's rooting against Dion. Dion's always been polarizing. He was polarizing as a player. I watched him. I'm old enough to remember when he played at Florida State. This isn't a new thing with him. And it's not a new thing with college football. Everybody that's not in the SEC in the South hates the SEC. Why? Cuz the sports tribal Harbaugh has gotten more heat as a great coach than any coach I've ever seen. He's quirky. He leads with his chin and Dion does a little bit. He puts it out there, but college football, they don't like anything new. Harbaugh stay in the NFL. Dion, you don't know what you're doing. Well, he won at Jackson state and he won at Colorado. Seems pretty good to me. And we didn't talk about either before. Here's prime time talking about the state of the buffs and himself. Dion, first time I saw you was at Clemson Death Valley back in the day. Yeah. You, and people were booing you. Your whole life, you've been divisive. People yeah. really when love you. I came you. out the wound, I was booing. Right. What's your message to them? And then, and then what do you tell your locker I don't locker have room a message about? to detractors or haters. I don't have a message. I don't take my time to respond and to defend myself. Why would I do that? I'm, I'm giving you a microphone if I'm doing it. I'm giving you solace that you're in my life. I don't care. I really don't. I'm, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. 
So Dion has been polarizing day one, and college football is the most petty, regional, hate-filled sport there is. And some of that, some of that is fun. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, Texas, Oklahoma. (laughs) The idea that Dion's in the sport and everybody's rooting against him. No, they're not. I watch Colorado every weekend. I'll watch every second of this game. I watched every second of last game. I watched every second of the TCU game. I did turn the Nebraska game off in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Nebraska was painful to watch. But this is this is college football, and it's great, and it's wonderful, and there's rivalries, and it's tribal, and it's regional, and it's kooky, and fans are delusional. Dion is great for the sport. This isn't new. College football, I mean, it's insane how much... Everybody hates anybody that didn't go to their school. And it's probably one of the great gems of the sport. Rivalries exist for that very reason. Dion's great. He's going nowhere. And now I want to talk something that's not great. The New York Jets. So Aaron Rodgers, quote, our offense needs to grow up and not point fingers. So there's a lot of finger pointing at Zach Wilson from the offense, fighting on the sidelines, and Aaron says, guys, grow up. Aaron is trying to be a leader here. That I appreciate. It is, however, very hard to be a leader from the rehab facility. You don't have any sweat sweat equity with the franchise. You're not on the field. So you're trying to be a leader. Um, Those Super Bowls weren't with these guys. Didn't build them with these guys. Didn't win with these guys. So um, those players, as great as you are, you're rehabbing. They're playing on Sunday. So I think what's happened is Aaron's trying to defend somebody. He's trying here, and I appreciate the effort, that's not really defendable. Zach Wilson's a bad, cocky, disconnected quarterback that doesn't work. And the offense isn't the only group that's not happy with him. A story this morning, Rich Samini, ESPN, reputable reporter, says Robert Sala's Zach Wilson support has the defense not happy. (laughs) So those defenders for the Jets, they're on the field. Again, three and out, again, sacrificing their bodies, again. The scoring offense for the Jets with Zach Wilson, worst. Total offense, worst. Third down offense, worst. And they're sacrificing their careers and their bodies. The defense should be mad. So do you see what's happening here? Sala and Aaron Rodgers are trying to be leaders and they're taking one for the team by supporting Zach Wilson. And the team doesn't want to hear it because the team's on the field and sees the truth. So Aaron Rodgers, let's be honest, they're saying, dude, you're not here. You're not on the field. You're rehabbing. We love you, but you're rehabbing. And Robert Sala, they're saying, dude, you've been supporting this guy for two years. There's a reason you went and got Aaron Rodgers. He can't play. So the Jets' boat is taking water. Sala and Aaron have buckets and are bailing, and the rest of the team saying, let's just get a new boat. This is not working. So I appreciate the effort, but I'll I'll say this. I'm not going to blame Aaron because he's trying to be a leader, and I'm not going to blame Sala because he didn't draft him. But um, one of the reasons... I was not a huge Zach Wilson guy, and I don't want to pick on the kid. But you can see leadership very quickly. Brock Purdy, first month in the facility. 
All you heard, what a leader. How about the kid down in Houston, C.J. Stroud? He's three games into his career. Go read the quotes online. Everybody's like, adult, professional, what a leader. Leader jumps out in camp. It jumps out in meeting rooms. It jumps out at practice. Jets didn't do their homework on Zach Wilson. And Sala and Aaron Rodgers are taking the fall. BYU, his last year at college, named eight captains. The star quarterback wasn't one of them. They put him on a, quote, leadership council. I roll. The bottom line here is Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers are taking one for the team, but mostly taking one for the GM. They didn't do their homework. They fell in love with a couple throws at the combine. Zach Wilson against Utah and Washington in college wasn't very good. He mopped up in the COVID year when they had their weakest schedule. Didn't name him a team captain. The headband came from some wealth. This thing was never going to work in New York. Hey, GMs make mistakes. Some of my favorite GMs in this league, Howie Roseman's made mistakes. Looks like Tom Telasco of the Chargers, that cornerback from New England's not working. It happens. It's inexact. It's not science. But Aaron and Sala are trying to be leaders, and they're taking one for the GM. C.J. Stroud, a leader right out of the gate. Brock Purdy, leader right out of the gate. We're two years in here. The defense doesn't like Zach. The offense doesn't like him. Aaron's trying. I'll give him credit. Nick Wright's talked about the quarterback mess in New York. On the flip side in New York, yes, the Rodgers thing was uh, incredibly unfortunate. But the reason you can't come back for, from it is because every part of your offseason was about signing Aaron Rodgers and then signing his friends and family. There was an element of, you know what, this is either going to work beautifully or it's just going to be such a disaster everyone gets fired that I didn't think it had to be. It's puzzling to me that they did not add a quarterback the moment he got hurt. Now they have finally done it with Simeon, who instantly becomes the best quarterback on the team, but he can't play this weekend against the Chiefs, and by the time he does play, the season's probably over. J-Mac getting very sensitive with this, but we do put it out there more than most shows. Draft, games, we put it out there. We don't care if we get ripped. I didn't like Zach Wilson. I talked about the hero ball. He came from a lot of money, disconnected at BYU, not a team captain. And I think Sala and Aaron are actually saying, hey, we're going to take it. But the players aren't buying it at all. I don't know. I don't like the word sensitive. But, yes, it's, it's been tough on me the last couple of weeks. I will say this. Uh, I do know a couple people around the Jets. Uh, I've texted them, and I've got radio silence. So, I, I, usually, historically, in the last couple of years, they've told me what's going on in the locker room. I don't have a good vibe. Something's happening right now behind the scenes. I don't know what it is. My guess and my prayer would be that they're going after Kirk Cousins. I, I know you don't want to hear that. But that's the only way that guys are going to save their jobs here. Well, I'll remind you, Island Games, Sunday night against the Chiefs. If they hang 40 on this defense and the Jets get boat raced, you know, Salah can start putting his house on the market. It's over. Well, well, timeout. No. A defense can be great. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Jets. But you're, you're seeing this. I don't think Chicago's defense is good. But when a defense is discouraged and on the field a lot, so the key will be this. The Patriots aren't scoring a lot either, 
but the defense plays their butt off because they trust trust Belichick. Right. I don't think they like Mac Jones much, but they trust Belichick. If the Chiefs light up the Jets' defense, they shouldn't. They should score 26 or 24. If they light it up, what it's telling you then, now you're in a situation where you may have to get Kirk Cousins. I mean, does it? Dallas ran the ball successfully. Patriots ran the ball. They moved the ball. The Patriots did. They just flubbed it in the red zone. Jets' defense has been bending a little, and if you want to blame it on the offense, I'll, I, I, I'll that's totally That's what I'm saying. It. That's what I'm saying. I think the Jets' defense is great. But when you're on the field, like Pittsburgh is winning. If Pittsburgh would have lost the last two weeks with that offensive performance, some of that is, I, I've heard this for years from defensive players. When you have a star quarterback, you play harder late in games. If you're down, you know, just get Mahomes the ball. Get Herbert the ball. Get when in Michael Vick's prime, that Atlanta players. Get Mike the ball. Get Lamar the ball. Get Josh the ball. If it's hopeless and you're on the field for the 13th series, it's the fourth straight three and out. Defense is about effort. Guys don't play as By hard. By the way, Zach Wilson had three chances in the fourth quarter. Three with the ball. One of them took a safety. The other, they had no chance. And yeah, that's where we are. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. All right, here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Commanders plus eight at the Eagles. Philly on a short week due to Monday Night Football. Commanders division game. They run the ball humiliated by Buffalo. Teams humiliated play better the next week. Eagles may win. I'll take the eight. Browns at home minus two and a half against the injury riddled Ravens. Browns the best team in the league nobody's watching or cares about. I don't know how Baltimore moves the ball consistently. I'll take the Browns minus two and a half. I'll take the Rams plus one against the Colts. Gardner Minshew feels good. What a story. Rams played very poorly. They'll get the details and the run game back. They're a better team than the Colts. Rams plus one. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the HERD. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This weekend, one of the more interesting games is, is Miami for real? Uh Uh-oh, here comes Buffalo. Now, Buffalo's dominated this division for several years, but Miami's got something going for them that we see in sports more than you think. Uh, uh, They are ahead of the curve. So, Sean McDermott, defensive coach for Buffalo, uh, said this week, he used the word revolutionary when he talked about him. The Dolphins are revolutionary. That's a big word, revolutionary, but it happens more than you think in sports. The three ball, Golden State, was about four years ahead of the curve. So what happens in sports, let's talk football though, new offensive wrinkles are created and defense gets caught flat-footed. And because the season, you're on a treadmill, you have to get to an off-season to kind of break it down and figure it out. You don't have time in a season. So defenses eventually catch up to some degree, but right now they're they're not caught up to Miami. So half the NFL now, almost half, uses San Francisco's Kyle Shanahan's offense. But he was ahead of the curve for a couple of years, and that got Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. The Dolphins right now lead the NFL. 83% of their plays are in motion. (laughs) The only one close is San Francisco. So Mike McDaniel has taken San Francisco, added jet fuel slash HGH to it, and the league's going to get buried with it a lot, unless you're New England, Belichick, or maybe the top defenses. So I was told this morning, even Bob Dylan eventually went to an electric guitar, right? Like at some point, the league will copy it or figure it out. But you can copy Shanahan. He still blows people out a lot. You can copy Mike McDaniel. They're going to blow people out a lot. People tried to copy Belichick for 20 years and couldn't stop him. Why the secret sauce? Brady. What is the secret sauce with Miami? Speed. Tyreek Hill. Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddell are world-class speed guys. So Miami has created an offense the league hasn't. They'll need an offseason to catch up with. They added speed elements, and the league just, they're going to humiliate a lot of teams. Not all the teams, not a Belichick, not probably Buffalo, but they're going to humiliate half the teams they play. Same with San Francisco. San Francisco rolled people for several years. Now, they still occasionally roll people. What is their secret sauce? Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, after the catch. That offense in San Francisco is rooted in power. Miami takes that. Theirs is rooted in speed. What was New England's rooted in? Efficiency, intelligence with Brady pre-snap. So every offense, when it's new, has a little secret sauce to it. So Miami's going to roll people. And being first matters. Warriors got a lot of titles. Netflix is making a lot of money in streaming. And Tesla's the EV leader. It doesn't mean you end up number one, but it is a huge advantage. It got San Francisco to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo. I think this could get Miami to a Super Bowl with Tua. Doesn't mean you'll win the Super Bowl. But being first matters, and this is the second year in the system, and they've added an element, motion, that I think everybody's a little flat-footed. Mark Sanchez talked about it earlier this week. He's not reinventing the wheel, uh, their head coach, right? He's 
Um, second year of the system. Offenses grow over time. They evolve. It's not like the static words and lines on a page in a book that just sits there and gathers dust in the offseason. Pages come in, pages go out. You know, you, you evolve. And if you keep those players and attributes together over time, like Kansas City, you keep that core group together, things start to go off script. You add a couple motions. You add a little tweak here. So I think the key is McDaniel had a vision, got the personnel for the vision, speed, and now year two, it's exploding. Kyle Shanahan had a power vision, got the right personnel. Year three, it exploded. About the time it took Belichick and Brady to really connect. So I think right now Miami's a little ahead of the league. I mean, good God, the wildcat work for about a season. The element of surprise, the element of different. The NFL is a copycat league. It is hard when somebody introduces something to the league to catch up quickly. Off seasons is when you catch up. I mean, Tebow was effective for a while. Seven games, but he was effective. It was new. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Jerry Jones, obviously Dallas lost. They got behind. They were on the road. They were, in fairness, missing several offensive linemen. Uh, And I do feel like Mike McCarthy was almost protecting Dak. They probably ran the ball in the second half the more than they should have. But I thought, again, he knows the numbers on Dak. When he throws 35 to 40 times or more, they're not good. He was protecting Dak. Dak didn't have the offensive linemen available. And I think McCarthy said, I don't want this guy to get hurt. We're going to take an L. If we can run our way back in, we will. But I do think sometimes a coach You have to view things holistically. And when you're missing three or four offensive linemen, you don't want your quarterback to get hurt. You can run the ball more. So McCarthy does deserve a little credit for that, in my opinion. But uh, the red zone offense was a mess. Is that just the O-liner McCarthy? McCarthy now calls plays, took a lot of heat, and Jerry Jones talked about it. I think the thing that we need to zero in on is uh, when we get that ball down in there close, we've got to get touchdowns. And that's probably uh, across the board over these last three ball games. We've got a long time to go in this season. We've got a lot of room to uh, really adjust and correct these things. And so while it is uh, something to note, it's not a long-range concern. Are you happy with the offensive change in the way it's gone so far? I want to see more to use the word happy, but let me be real clear. I think that uh, what we're trying to do is really doable, number one. We can do it. Uh, Certainly we have the personnel to execute on it. Thumbs up. Let's go. So the red zone is generally all about details, high-pressure situations, and execution. Not exactly Mike McCarthy's believed strengths. So Dak this year is 27th in the red zone. Last year under Kellen Morey was first. Some coaches like Andy Reid are very good in cluttered spaces. The Chargers with Kellen Moore are now 7th in the red zone. Last year they were 17th, and they're doing it this year without Austin Eckler, a huge component, a huge element of the red zone offense. So they're significantly better with Kellen Moore without probably their most important tool in the red zone, Austin Eckler. So a lot goes into being a coach, game management, personnel decisions, hiring staff. I have no idea if Kellen Moore is good at any of those, but I do think designing and calling a game, scheming up a quarterback, 
red zone efficiency and details. That's where I think Kellen Moore has proven. Dak and now Justin Herbert, he's really good. So the, the Chargers offense is noticeably better this year, especially after half. Noticeably better and more explosive, more creative. Uh, despite not getting a fourth down this past week, they've been very good. Fewer mistakes, better in the second half, more efficient. Dallas, not as much. But I'll go back to this. And I was told this um, years ago by Jimmy Johnson. He said, a coordinator's job, and he's told me this recently, an offensive coordinator wants to score points, looks good in his resume. A defensive coordinator wants sacks. A special teams coach wants blocked kicks and trick plays. It's good for their resumes. That's how they become a head coach. A head coach wants to win the game. That's his responsibility. So in fairness to Mike McCarthy, at least against Arizona, could I make this argument? Once the offensive line got dinged up, and once they fell behind and Arizona could pin their ears back in the second half and go after Dak, McCarthy wanted to protect Dak. He's like, we're 2-0. Our defense is top four or five, maybe top three in the league. It's a long season. We don't care about going undefeated. Love to, not realistic. This isn't our day. We're banged up on the O-line. I'm not going to let Dak take shot after shot after shot. In recent years, he's gotten banged up. He cannot take another lower body injury. So I do think McCarthy, some of this was, he kind of took one for Dak. He took one for the team. Is I am going to protect Dak. We're down. We're on the road. They're getting a little more pressure. We are running the ball effectively anyway. They ran for almost a couple hundred yards, right? Let's just run the ball. And I think that's what a head coach, his responsibility is. Coordinators, Kellen Moore wants to score points, <laughs> right? Brandon Staley is trying to win games to keep his job. That's all, that's all Brandon State. That's all head coaches want. Double use. People forget coordinators want to be head coaches. A coordinator makes 800000 to a million three. Head coach can make eight to 12. Everybody wants to be a position coach, wants to be a coordinator. A coordinator wants to be a head coach. One guy cares about one thing winning. Belichick and Josh McDaniels would occasionally have barking sessions, I was told, inside those rooms. Why? Belichick would be like, we're trying to win games. Josh McDaniel wanted to get a head coach. Young family wants to make the big money. So I'll defend McCarthy a little bit. I don't think he is as good in the red zone, probably, as Kellen Moore. But head coaches view the world differently. So how about that defending Mike McCarthy on the bigger picture, O-lineman down, I'm not having Dak throw 48 times, three picks, get ripped by the media, we're just going to grind it out. We're running the ball. See if we can come back and win. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I don't want to be viewed as anti-anything. I think Russell Wilson's group thinks I'm anti-Russell. No, I'm not. Uh, Russell Wilson in the first half this year has been excellent. Five TDs, no picks, 76% completion percentage. On script, excellent. Second half, it's been ugly. 54 passer rating, 63 passer rating. So it's a process. It's steps. I think this weekend in Chicago, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are going to have a really good weekend. So far in the development and the process for Russ, the first half significantly improved over last year. They just got to get post-half right. And again, stuff takes time. But I will say this. Xavier Howard of the Dolphins called out uh, Denver and said it was totally disrespectful to play Russell Wilson in that blowout. He said, uh, the man did a lot for this game. They got to do better. You can't be leaving guys out there like that. Well, it should be noted, Daniel Jones, in a horrible weather, getting the you-know-what beat out of him, was in until the very end for the Giants. The NFL keeps its stars in. Christian McCaffrey in blowout wins. Debo Samuel in blowout wins. They're both stars. are getting knocked around. They play physical football. They're in until the end. In blowout wins for the Niners. Uh, there's only 55 guys on an NFL roster and 48 are active on game day and four of those guys are on special teams. There's not as much depth as you think. But here's the important thing. So when Sean Payton got to Denver, let me ask you, what is the one thing immediately he did and wanted to change? The sense that Russell Wilson was getting special treatment. 
That was the knock Sean had heard in Seattle. Russell was getting special treatment. Brady got barked at in New England. Belichick never went to dinner with Brady. Belichick begrudgingly late in his career gave Tom a game ball. Tom was one of the fellows. Russell felt elevated. So what did Sean Payton do initially? Took away his office. What did Sean Payton do repeatedly? Called him out for not getting plays in on time. He is trying to make Russell, and I don't think Russell has a problem with it. He's trying to make Russell one of the guys. Fair or not, in Seattle, there was animosity, more than I suspected, about Russell. Special treatment. He goes to Denver. He gets the office, the mansion, the beautiful wife. You can see how players get jealous. The big contract. Listen, jealousy's everywhere. Envy's everywhere. But what what Sean's trying to do is correct that. Like, you don't get an office. Uh, I can bark at you, too. I'll call out you, too. And I think it's actually benefiting Russ. I think it's good for Russ. I think Russ knows it's good. I don't think he's losing sleep on this stuff. But offensive linemen are out there taking hits at the end. Linebackers are out there getting hurt. Corners and safeties. Russell's going to do it, too. So I think you see disrespectful. I see standard. I see expectations. Sean Payton has been asked to change about five things. Number one, the Russell Wilson teammate locker room. The culture. Fix the offense. You know, Sean Payton basically kicked people out of the lunchroom from the executive suite. He's like, what are these people doing in the lunchroom? What's Russell doing with his own office? So Sean had a lot to fix, and they have not fixed the offense yet. It is better. But in the second half, they kind of they leave a lot on the table. So I just think whether it's fair or not, there was a sense, and not everything is fair, but some of it was probably true that Russell was treated differently than everybody else in Seattle. And it was the defense that was doing a lot of the work. You know, I was always an advocate of Russell Wilson, but I think that that did exist. And I, I think sometimes people do things to you and you, and I don't think Russell has a problem with this, playing late in the game, but I think sometimes bosses or management are looking at a bigger picture and the big picture for Mike McCarthy in the Cowboys game was, we got four offensive linemen out. I'm not letting Dak throw 45 times and get the hell beat out of him. He saw a bigger picture. It's a long season. I'm not letting Dak get crushed. I think Sean sees a bigger picture. I'm going to bark at Russ. I'm going to call him out. I'm going to keep him in a blowout because my linemen are too. I think big picture, Sean gets it. And McCar- Sean and McCarthy are responsible for the entire picture. Not respecting, saving, protecting. That's not it. Sean's in the middle of evaluation and culture change. That's hard, and it goes beyond just, hey, yank him out and let the backup get smoked. O-linemen are taking shots. D-linemen, linebackers taking shots. Russell can take a few, too. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, I'm comedian and former third-grade linebacker David Spade, and this is NFL Real or Fake. I had two sacks and three hurries. Okay, let's get started. Hit me with the first one. Aaron Rodgers will recover from his Achilles injury and return this season. Mm. I think that might be fake. The guy's a stud, but I once had a similar situation. I got a Charlie horse and canceled grown-ups three, so... The Detroit Lions are legit this year. Uh, that's real. Dan Campbell, have you seen him? He looks like a human biker bar. This is the guy who sits wherever he wants in the prison cafeteria. Scoot over. Yeah, no David Spade lost more than $500 on NFL bets this season. Let me tell you something. I'll give you a hint. I'm the worst gambler that's from Arizona. And remember, that's where Phil Mickelson's from. My favorite team is the Texans, so you do the math. Well, that's it. Did I get them all right? 
Did I win money? All right, he's got a new show. Snake Oil airs tonight after the mass singer on Fox. It is David Spade, producer, writer, comedian. Yes, Saturday Night Live, Emmy nominations, Golden Globe. Good seeing you, buddy. A lot of noms. (laughs) (laughs) Not a big closer. You do, I I will say this, your uh, show, uh, new game show, executive producer Will Arnett, Mm -hmm. whose friends, they do a podcast, uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Sean Hayes, Mm -hmm. and Will Arnett, they're very funny. I got a question for you. My yeah. wife loves you. She only said, today I'm going to listen because Spade's on. Okay. Uh, there's two comedians. Uh, you know one of them, Theo Vaughn and you. Yeah, you know yeah. Both. yeah. Th- those are her guys, and you're my guys too. And so, but it's interesting with Bateman, who she loves. Is Bateman a comedian or an actor? He's an actor. Actor, yeah. Okay, but he's a comedic actor. So he's, do comedians yeah. look at Jason Bateman and respect the comedy or the acting? Please be honest. Yeah, we have a lot of problems with him because... Um... <laughs> Now, I actually, you know, I always like what he did because he's sort of all over the place. I mean, Ozarks is different from this, and he's in all these movies. Always funny. I think he started out more comedic. Not a com- comedian, but he was in a lot of comedic stuff. And then he sort of switched, and he goes back and forth. But even, um, like when I did The Wrong Missy, I said, I like these guys that sort of play the uh, like a Ben Stiller, Jason Bateman, where they're, everything's crazy around them, and they're trying to hold it down. They're trying to be the real one with all this uh, stuff happening. And that's what, that's what I liked about The Wrong Missy. Everything else was crazy around me. And I think Jason Bateman does that really well. And, and Smartless is a good podcast that I did with him. That was a, a fun one. That's where I sort of talked to Will Arnett. Yes. And then afterwards we talked about, he said, maybe you should do this thing we're doing if you want to, and we talked about snake oil, and that's how it started. Yeah, so Will Arnett. Will Arnett's the cranky one. Baseman kind of, uh, Bateman uh, is the naturally funny one. Sean Hayes is the sweet one, and it works. Yeah. And by the way, Will Arnett, you're doing uh, the game show. I saw Jamie Foxx. You, game shows, and I don't know why this is. The writers mm-hmm. strike. Writers vote. The strike's over. Writers, I think, vote next week, right? Did that affect you at all? Because comedians well, write their own stuff. right now... I'm doing that uh, podcast with Dana, so we we can do that. Everything's very, like, it's very tough. So yep. we want to play by the rules, so we did that. I'm doing a stand-up tour right now. That's not affected. Uh, but uh, Theo and I did write a movie. We met You met Theo backstage at the UFC. No, we were at the UFC fight. We have a picture. Uh, Theo, look look who doesn't fit in this picture. Uh, it's David Spade. Look uh, at the two tough guys, and there's Colin. Yeah. I think I was a little, I think I'd, I had to have a couple pops. Dude, you know it's funny? I put my arm around you and you tapped out. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, J-Mac's here. You can see me. J-Mac, I saw you at the Untucket store. Just kidding. Oh, Did you wow. see his shirt he's wearing today? Yeah, I know. He had a gift certificate for a million dollars at the Untucket store. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sorry, I'm kidding. Nice to fire away, that. dude. So I wrap you, it up. I go, hey, it's cool. Nice kidding. So just uh, sh- we were talking before. Yeah. Uh, there's two shows in my life. Just Shoot Me is one of them. Yeah. And um, radio with... News Will- radio with... Okay. Yeah. That I always thought were great. Smart actors, funny guys. And by the way, I think they both go into syndication. You guys have all done well on that stuff. Mm. Joe, J- Just Shoot Me was amazing because they had all these classic character actors and you landed... And you could have said, that's a weird fit. It fit perfectly. No, I got, thank you. I got lucky because I just left Saturday Night Live. Ah, oh, a few people remember? Not one, not one. This guy's staring into space. Um, so I did that, and then they go, you can either do your own show, like a sitcom. Right. Or we do have this one that we like, but it's just, it's not quite there. Everyone's good in it, but they're just teetering. And I'm like, it's such a gamble to your own show. And you get sort of one shot. 
one. And if it doesn't work, all your heat goes away. So I, I got to look at the pilot, which was lucky. Look at a sitcom and say, oh, they don't really have one like me. And I'm coming off of the hardest comedians to be in competition with, in a way. You know, Adam and uh, Chris Farley and Mike yeah. Myers and Dana. Everyone's great. And I was so much like Dana, it was always tough. No one on here was like me. So just great actors. George Siegel. George Siegel, Winnie Malik, and Laura. Everyone there. So I said, I'll join that one. They're like, you're the fifth lead. I said, that's fine. If something's good... And Steve Levitan was the uh, writer. You know, Super it was, smart It, it all kind of fell into place. And so I joined it, and we reshot the pilot. And then uh, and it worked from, from the get-go, thank God. And then George Siegel used to say, uh, it's um, four actors in a cartoon. <laughs> and you're and the I, cartoon. It took me years to figure that Why out. Why was, was nobody... Com- comedy, uh, com- comedians are like talk show hosts. There's a lot of envy, backstabbing, jealousy. But yet, you have endured... <laughs> Please take off this snake oil ridiculous picture of me. Yada da 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 Sorry, go ahead. But you have endured... Yes, thank you. Okay, Chris Farley, by the way. I think people loved... I think there was a sense that Chris... It was, it was, it was a Belushi feel where it was wild and there was a timeline on mm. it. Rest in peace. 100%. Um, but there are comedians that there's no animosity toward. You get along. You've lasted, dude, forever. You've been doing this for 35, 30 years. Easy. Um, well, over 10. <laughs> um, let's just relax on the, everyone doing the calculations in their head. Uh, well, I luckily, you know, it's a lot of luck. It's a lot of things. But like we were saying earlier, y- you have to, it's a constant audition. Everything you do, if someone sees me do five minutes at the comedy store, they, that might be the only time they've ever seen me in their life and I was either good or bad. And someone could see me on this and go, ah, oh, he's not that good or whatever. So it, it's too humbling to be too cocky about it. And every year, Chris Rock would say, you know, this movie did well. He goes, the wrong Missy bought you six more months in showbiz. And that's, right? it's really all it does. You get one more swing and if that doesn't work, they say, beat it, you know? So I, I, we all keep trying and we, and we try different things. That's why... You know, hopefully do that movie with Theo would be fun. And then we have uh, the podcast. And then uh, we're talking about a TV show. So you just have to keep doing that because you just don't know when it's all going to fall apart. Snake Oil airs tonight yeah. after uh, The Masked Singer on Fox. So David will occasionally... Is that answer too long? No. Okay. Email me and he'll let me go to the Hermosa Beach Comedy Oh, store. yeah, we did. He came down and saw me and it you was super fun. You're, yeah. you're, you're always nice. Thanks. And uh, they call it a comedy and magic show. I've never seen a magician there. I'm sure. It's more, that... more comedy and magic. I'm going to give it away right now. Okay. By the way, how do you guys view magicians? <laughs> Don't start this feud up. No, no I'm um, sorry. I mean, no, magicians, I think they're great. I see them on AGT uh, and I've seen them. I saw Shimlim, I think his name is. In, oh, in, no, he's good. He's great. And. Um, so I, I'm always baffled by magic. I like it, and I don't want to fig- figure it out. I like it. I I'm never try way. to figure it out. There's no. I've taken my son to about six of them. I've seen strings a couple times, yeah. but the card stuff it's I don't get. It's good entertainment. And the fact that they don't mess up every time, it is a trick, but you can do it that well. Good right. for you. Like, do you ever get nervous doing stand-up? Like this yeah. show, do you do? You mm-hmm. get When you're out there, you're nervous. get nervous coming here. I get nervous anytime you're on doing anything just really? because you want to do something right and you want to put some thought into it and you don't want to walk through it. And any appearance and stand-up, I just did, you know, on tour, we were on all weekend and every show you feel, you don't feel sick, but you go, okay, everyone's paying a lot, full theater, let's give them a good show and you can't get lazy about that. That's very adult. You Were just you want to stay, like in, stay in the biz. Say it again. Were you always like that? Uh, I think I oh. came, I broke up, uh, I, I, I grew up broke and when you get some chances to do all right, you realize you don't want to go back. And uh, 
And so I think I just, the mom told me, you know, just always work hard. You're a busboy, work hard. Everything, just try to be good at it and hold your head up. And so this is a hard business, obviously. Um, and so I'm just trying to, to keep it flow. By the way, I'm thinking, is this chair made of quicksand? <laughs> you know, I saw this at Z Gallery. I almost bought it and I was like, anyway, it's fine. To I'm touching the ground. I'm touching the ground. Well, we had a really uncomfortable we'll couch, which you mocked us and said, <laughs> oh, that yeah. line? I come here. I look at this on TV and I go, ow, my back hurts, before I even come on the show. So but, we had an uncomfortable couch. We yeah. split it in two, and now mm -hmm. it's two uncomfortable chairs. No, it's fine. This place, we'll have a garage sale. We'll start from scratch. <laughs> well, I've got a few ideas, but uh, I like the yellow. It pops. Ooh, it fits with snake oil. So, snake oil's tonight. Okay, snake oil's tonight. It's mm -hmm. after the Mass Singer. Um when you do your podcast with Dana Carvey, mm -hmm. so it works, okay? You could have chosen a thousand guys. Yeah. You could have chosen a guy that's not funny. Yeah. Why? Like, for instance, Why pick Bateman, a guy funnier? Will Arnett, it, um, it, 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 there's chemistry. Why does it You know, work? the Bateman podcast works, and it's sort of cobbled together where I wouldn't have put those three guys together, and it exactly. works. Exactly. And it shows you what I know. Not that I wouldn't. It's just I, didn't, I wasn't aware of it. Once I heard about it, I go... Oh, this is kind of fun, you know, and it works really well. Uh, Dana, I've always thought about doing a podcast on my own, and then I thought it's just too competitive. There's three million or there's over three million. So I said, well, if I get a guy that's good, and Dana and I would eat dinner at Koi every, you know, once every week oh, or two, yeah. and we all would laugh, and we'd we'd wind up telling SNL stories, right? And then Kevin Nealon would come or Dennis Miller, and we go, you know, maybe we should do it. Me and you do one, and then it's sort of safety in numbers, and then you know people, I know people, and then. People love Dana. I mean, if you're on SNL, he was one of the top ten of all time. One of the so, sweetest guys. And he's a sweetheart, and he's just fun to do it with. So we wound up doing it, and then that, we have a big Phil Hartman remembrance this week on the show, and we have all these Bill Hader and Will Ferrell. A lot of people came back to uh, come back on and talk about how great Phil was. So it was the uh, anniversary of his, uh, uh, he passed away years ago. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the show has been a blast for me. We might even do a spinoff. Yeah, don't worry about it. And uh, this big announcement to come. Yep, we'll play it. We'll downplay it. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about sports yet. I don't know why, because well, I, I seem athletic. I don't, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to go into that no, space. No, uh, what, what did you make of Aaron Rodgers trying to do Jeopardy? Turn off or you're okay? <laughs> I thought, what if he got it? Would he have quit? I don't know. Hey, well, no, because you can do it in the summer. All they oh. do is tape it in the summer. Aaron Tricky. Summers or ayahuasca, and have you ever done that? I know you've done some stuff. Have you done ayahuasca? <laughs> Where no, I mean, Colin you, was right. No, I mean, you've done some stuff, right? You're, you're, I have, Colin. Obviously, I'm not this beat up for no reason. <laughs> so would you do ayahuasca? Made of crow's feet. Uh, I, I wouldn't do ayahuasca. The later I get, I used to do a little power flower here and there, a little sniffy jiffy. But okay. that was in the early days. That okay. was when I was just having fun. But those days are long gone because... I, I couldn't handle it after a long time. And I realized, also, you have to show up at work. You have to be good. And those rumors get around, and they hurt you. Uh, they'll let you get away with it for a while in the business if you're great. And have you ever if, been on stage in a little... Yeah. Cuckoo. I have a few knocks, you know, before I go on, just do stand-up. And then one night, I was a little too buzzed. And it kind of made me scared, because I was like, I, what if I can't remember these crummy jokes? Paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And so... I said I got to shape up and, uh, you know, it, it was no big deal. But it's just those things. I can't do really anything anymore. So no ayahuasca. Okay. 
Because um, I would, I'm not a bungee jumper or an ayahuasca person. I'm not a big risk taker. No, but but you're a performer. You're no, an I'm boring because I at a certain point I just couldn't even get that drunk anymore. It's it's a bummer when you start to go. I got to pull back across the board, and then it's it's a little more boring. But I'm fun at parties for about 40 minutes. <laughs> That's what the data shows. Yeah. David Spade, Emmy noms, Golden Globe noms, <laughs> uh, host Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey. Yeah. It's called Snake Oil. Tonight Snake after the Masked Singer on Fox. It's always a great pleasure to see you. Thank you, bud. When are you at Hermosa next? Oh, I don't go there for a while. I'm going back. I'm doing Vegas this weekend, and then uh, and then the tour keeps chugging along. But Hermosa is a blast. I love it. Okay, uh, Comedy Magic Club. Thank you. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. All right, big deal. Dame Lillard is going to Milwaukee. Clearly, the Bucks front office listened to Giannis talking about, you know, not being in Milwaukee forever. We've got to take big swings. So they go out and get him Dame next to Steph Curry, one of the maybe the best shot maker in, for a small guy in the league. He's not known as a great defender, Giannis big front court for Milwaukee, so Dame fits perfectly. Portland gets uh, from, uh, they get uh, DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix, gives them athleticism. Portland also gets Drew Holiday and some picks. Now, there are stories, Woj saying the Blazers like Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, their guards, they're going to move Holiday. I think he actually fits really well, but they're guard heavy, so they're going to move Drew Holiday. The For the Suns, it doesn't matter. They're about Bradley Beal, Devin Booker and Durant, they just need a big... So I, Phoenix is going to be fine regardless. This is about Portland rebuilding, uh, getting very athletic. I don't know how many shots uh, DeAndre Ayton will get, but he always felt like a lost guy with Booker and Durant. He'll get more looks offensively, and that's what that's what I think Ayton wants. And the Bucks take a big swing and get Dame, who's got at least two great years left. What do you make of it? Uh, so for the Suns, real quick, um, they had no depth last year. Remember against the Nuggets, like KD right. would go to the bench, they would fall apart. So Allen at least could give you 15, 20 off the bench. Um, I, I love this trade for Portland because now you move Holiday. There's already speculation Miami and the L.A. Clippers. Remember, Clippers want James Harden. They were like, we'll take Harden. There's no deal. You get Drew Holiday, give up, you know, uh, role players and some draft picks. So you could have Jimmy Butler, Drew Holiday, and uh, Bam Adebayo? In Miami. And That's then a really the, good with team. With the Clippers, it's Drew Holiday, Drew, uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. On the wing, defensively, you're locking down everybody. So Drew Holiday is going to have a market. That was a savvy move for Portland. I think the Blazers are big I, winners in this team. Yeah, no, I, I like what Portland did. Dame's been banged up, smaller player, yeah. probably doesn't have three to four good years left. Drew Holiday... And listen, if Miami gets Drew Holiday instead of Dame, I know you look at it and go, well, that worries us. I got news no, for you. No, no. You'd have a wing. You have Bam with size, Butler the great athlete, Drew the great adult, plus Drew Holiday would fit in Miami. Yeah. He's such a he's such a grown-up. He's such is, a pro. I don't know if Miami has anything Portland wants. Remember, they wanted Dame, and there was no deal. But the Clippers, I think, are making uh, – Drew Holiday, you know, like – Clippers, that's a professional. He's going to stand up in the locker room to Paul George and Kawhi and be like, guys, we got to play, you know? I, damn it, this is not think, great for the Lakers. I will it, tell you this. I would be excited as a Blazer. Milwaukee had to make a move, and they got a shot maker, which Chris Middleton has gotten banged up. He's hot and cold. Yeah. Uh, Drew Holiday is a good offensive player, but he's not the shot maker, Damon. So Milwaukee's a better team. Portland is a better team and has a great future. I it's nothing again. Grayson Allen's nice off the bench. Phoenix got him, and that's good. That's a nice Solid, player. Yeah. But I, and they needed a bench component. 
Uh, but I think Phoenix is about three guys and being able to, you know, have one of those guys take the night off occasionally with Grayson Allen. Now you can, you can get points off that. Everybody won this to some degree, but I'm telling you, Portland's future yeah. is, depending on what they get for Drew Holiday, Portland's really got an interesting team. Never underestimate the power of NBA stars. Two months ago, Giannis talks to the New York Times and says, hey, I'm not committing anything long-term. I got to see commitment from... From Milwaukee. What do they do? They go out and do a blockbuster trade for Damian Lillard. Giannis, please stay with us. It's crazy. We just don't see this in the NFL, Colin. NFL stars don't get to call their shot. Giannis said, I want help publicly. He gets help two months later. Pretty well, cool. I, I do think, I will say this. I know Dame wanted to go to Miami. But Giannis is better than anybody Miami has. And Giannis is still in his prime. I mean, Butler plays hard. You know, I mean, Jimmy Butler's career, he plays so hard. Bam isn't close to me to Giannis. So Dame gets his greatest teammate ever, a team that's got a winning history. I I, I got to tell you, this I a lot of winners here. A lot of dubs. A yeah. lot of dubs here. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.